Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to our live broadcast. This is Jason DeMars, and we are going to continue on on our subject, Ecumenism versus Reaching Out, Part 4. And I want to remind you, any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can contact me at jasondemars.com. We also have uh, several books about the SEALs and uh, End Time Message Handbook uh, with uh, many, many different topics in it. Uh, one about holiness and modesty and also one about foundations for young people uh, to go through with them to teach them some of the basics of walking and living a Christian life. So we're going to continue on speaking about ecumenism versus reaching out, and it's answering the question, where is the line of fellowship in reaching out without compromising or being ecumenical? So just, just to start to get into more... Uh, going from the heart and the attitude about it into kind of the nuts and bolts. Um, you know, there's, there's a difference between what a pastor allows in the church and the, in the pulpit versus what an evangelist and missionary would be called to do. You know, an evangelist and missionary could go to a place where you would never allow that preacher in the pulpit of a church that's proclaiming the truth of the message. But you would go there in order to reach souls as an evangelist or as a missionary. And often what happens is that message believers begin to criticize that missionary or that evangelist because they're going to a place and they say, well, how can he go preach at such and such a place doesn't he know that they're dot, 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 off the word, messed up, hurting people, whatever it might be. And, okay, so what should we do? Just leave them alone? An evangelist shouldn't go and preach to people that are in need of Christ? An missionary shouldn't go try to establish the word in the heart of someone who needs to know the truth? I mean, come, come on. Let's, let's use our scriptural minds stop being a, such a sectarian a groupie if this person's not from my group i can't fellowship with him if if they're not from this group if they're from that group i can't speak to them are we so afraid and so weak in our faith that we can't reach out put our hand out and say we love you regardless of the fact that you're wrong Numo you're being mean and rude to people is not going to win their heart to the truth. Loving them and reaching out to them is what's going to win them to the truth. I don't believe anyone was ever won by, by the truth by someone being caustic towards them that's holding the truth. It makes them run from the truth. Paul preached at Mars Hill in Athens where there was philosophers and pagan judges sat and listened. But you never see Paul inviting the philosopher to speak to the church at, in Athens. Missionaries and evangelists will go preach wherever God commands them to, at the gates of hell, if necessary. 
And it's not our part to criticize the missionaries and evangelists that are going out and preaching to the churches and the places that we deem unscriptural. They need to go there. If there's an open door, you should be thanking God and praising Him and praying for that evangelist to reach the hearts of those people. But pastors also have the responsibility to make sure that they watch over their pulpit and that they do so by prayer and following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. A pastor that would just bring anyone in to preach without praying or finding out more about that person who's coming to preach would be unwise, unscriptural, and would be ultimately could be bringing damage to the people he's seeking to shepherd. So if you bring anything without proper prayer and consideration, often what comes is confusion and frustration to the flock of God. So let's look what Brother Branham said and show us the Father and it will sufficeth us. But when I'm out in the meetings, I try to hold just the great, I'd call it, I guess, great fundamental evangelical teachings and doctrines of the Bible. The fundamental, the personal appearance of Jesus and the physical death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and return, and so forth. I just teach those things, divine healing and so forth. Um, all of us full gospel people surely agree upon that, and I want you to, brethren, to know that the tapes that I teach in my own church, out among you and so forth, or among your congregations, and I have my own convictions, and of course now I'll go to back down on my convictions, I wouldn't do that because I'd be a hypocrite. I'd be a hypocrite to do that. So I believe what I taught on the tapes, I believe every word of it. I would not feed people the wrong thing. And if I'm wrong and I pray God will forgive me because it's the best of my understanding. So here Brother Branham's saying, look, I just preach the basic fundamental things out in the meetings. But when I come back to my church, I preach the whole truth. So people will say, well, look at this. Brother Branham's compromising on what he believes and preaches. No, he's not compromising. He's simply saying, I'm just teaching the outline of it, that there is such a thing as this. There is such a thing as this. But I'm not going into details about the different viewpoints about the rapture, just that there's going to be a rapture. I don't teach about the different viewpoints of of the coming of Christ, if there's three comings, or if there's just one coming, a second coming, where he comes and returns to the earth. I'm not going into all those details about all those things. I'm just saying there is that, and then in my church I go into the details. And so, Brother Branham is in doing that in order to reach people that need Christ. And it's an attitude of love and respect for other people. We need to have the attitude that we don't have everything figured out with precision. We don't know everything. And if anything that we do have, it's been by God's grace. And so God has been gracious to us, and we need to extend the same grace to other people that are in the process of growing. You and I were one time in a place where we had wrong thinking and were in wrong doctrine. We've grown and developed as God has graciously dealt with us. So there is that aspect in, no, in that sense where we extend the same grace to other people. Now let's look at this word ecumenical. Of, it means of relating to or representing the whole body 
of churches, promote, promoting or tending toward worldwide Christian unity or co uh, cooperation. That's the pic picture of ecumenism. And Brother Banham says this in Christ is the Mystery of God Revealed, 1963. Now listen close. Fallen angels, what kind of angels? Lutheran, Lutheran, Wesleyan, Catholic, Pentecostals who kept not their first estate like the angels did and has fell into organization like Lucifer's, Lucifer's main hold at Nicaea. And what have they done? Organized a great ecumenical association of ministers to make an image unto the beast, as the Bible said. No message believer is going to stand for joining the World Council of Churches. But there can be a spirit of ecumenism that rise, rises. Recently, a, a, a pastor in the last few years in North Carolina said, we need to gather all the pastors of the message together to solve out these problems in order to come up with an answer to believe the sign. Well, that's an ecumenical council. That's what he's trying to do. Not letting God solve the problem for the people like they should have done at Nicaea, but instead let's politically come up with an answer and using a political structure, let's find the truth. Never how God works, never how he goes forward. Completely wrong spirit, wrong attitude. In Nicaea and Constantinople, politicians demanded that the bishops gather together and make a decision about which doctrine would be adopted by the church and which would be rejected by heresy. Though we would not join with an ecumenical world council of churches, we could compromise in such a way that it would lead us to be under the spirit of ecumenism. And so it's critical that we understand the difference between loving people on a personal level and understanding the big picture direction of our heart and the heart of our church. And we're not wanting to take ourselves and the people that we're leading to Christ into a place where they're just compromising on every word and the word doesn't matter in their lives anymore. That becomes a secondary thing. Love and unity is first, and secondarily is the Word. No, always first is Christ, the Word. And out of Christ, the Word, being in us, we reach out with love and grace to lead and guide people to the truth. So, may God bless you. Thank you for listening in. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know at jasondemars.com. God bless.